don't laugh when I've got my mouth full of Red Bull, man. Okay. Should you start or shall I start? Um, we don't know what to <laughs> do. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Episode one. Episode one. <laughs> so who are you? I am Jasmine. And I'm Catherine. And welcome to Gals, Gals on, on the, the Pit Wall. Ah! <laughs> I don't think we've ever had such intense eye contact. No, in no, our no. Lives. This is actually a little bit stressful. <laughs> well, so first thing. First things first, how did you get into F1? You! Was, yeah. Yes, it was. University, really, but yep. uh, after a great campaign from Eve, uh, <laughs> our, our wonderful friend Eve, of trying to get me to watch it the whole time we lived in halls together, and being unsuccessful, yep. all it really took was a breakup and an invite to an F1 party, <laughs> and I was sold. All we needed was some driver-themed cocktails and we were away. Because all I knew before this year... I knew who Carlos was. Yeah. Because uh, I followed him on Instagram. Yeah. Obviously. obviously. Who wouldn't? Um, and I had a sort of awareness who Lando was through like YouTube and stuff. And then you invited me to your party I and did. you assigned everyone a driver yes. for a themed cocktail. And the majority of us hadn't watched F1 Yeah, yet. This, was, this was my way of getting everybody into F1. And I was given Charlotte Claire. Yes, you were. And I looked at it and I went, <laughs> who the fuck is this? And how am I making a monogasque themed cocktail? But I, I did it. You did. And you smashed it because it was so tasty. I made a, a Cosmo, but it was a Cosmonico. And that was the start. Yeah. That was it. And I loved the first race. And yeah. Then it was a slippery slope from there. It was. And now you're in the pits with the rest of us. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That works on two levels. <laughs> Comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and you got into F1 before me, I obviously. I did, yeah. I'd been watching for a year before I managed to rope you in. I got into it in halls as well. My first year flatmates, they were all very much into F1, or at least half of them were. So I was watching the races with them and it would really stress me out actually because like, why do they go that fast? And that was all I kept thinking. And then they made me watch Drive to Survive Mm -hmm. and that was it. Yeah. I love Drive to Survive. I know. Do you know what? As much hate as it gets, I don't hate it. It's entertainment. Yeah. I mean, we know it's dramatised. But but I, after watching it and not knowing anything else about the drivers, I fucking hated everyone. (laughs) I'm going to delete that. I hated everyone. Yeah. I was like, nah, that person's awful, that person's awful. Right, no. honestly. Well, they make them all look horrible. Yeah, and I'm like, never mind, I take everything back right. that I said. There's not any driver that I hate. No, not yet anyway. No. No. We did hate George Russell for a long time. I but hate I've warmed what, up hate, to him. I'm, no, I'm still bordering on hatred for Russell. Oh, <laughs> I <well>. can't. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> and then at some point, there was a pipeline of this party happening, and I made one TikTok with a which Charles Leclerc are you yep. filter and that TikTok got like 1500 likes yeah you and I went, a little bit oh yeah what's happened here you made your way onto F1 TikTok and then I just kept cl- like pissing about with filters yeah. playing about with filters and it, you know the numbers never dropped and they no. kept going and they're still going and now you're killing it well I do, 2000 followers is not quite killing it I'm saying you're killing it but we're going consistently. <laughs> and then the podcast. Yeah, and now we're here. Yeah, I don't remember the point of conversation where we went, let's do the podcast. I'm sure I probably begged you to do it with me. <laughs> you definitely brought it up. And I was yeah. like, yes, I'm down. I know, I'm so excited that we're doing this. It's finally happening. And you know what? We talk about everyone all the time anyway. This so. is just, yeah, the usual for us, but yeah. never it's never been so intimate. I know. Someone asked me the other day, 
at what my interests were outside of F1 and I genuinely it sent me into a crisis because I'm not sure I have any yeah same yeah like this is what we talk about <laughs> what do you do with this spare time well yeah. you free at the weekend no. no no definitely not now absolutely not we're busy busy gals these days busy podcast yeah yeah we've got we've got to have everything on the go yeah would you like to say who your favorite driver is oh yeah i feel yeah. this is very important i need to back story too uh so we're both ferrari gals obviously uh unfortunately um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really sad actually. Yeah, really um, I'm never gonna get over the fact that I'm blaming it on you. It's my fault entirely. Uh, I'm, I'm now really sorry. <laughs> horrendously depressed. I'm so sorry. So I was like given Charlotte Claire and your cocktail yes. and thing. So I went full on theme because yeah. I'm extra all the time. But it was still good. Um, and I came in a Ferrari jacket with a red ribbon in oh my, my hair. God. And I she looked flags to the right? cocktail. She looked unreal. Um, yeah, I got Charlotte Claire. So I naturally was like, okay, well, I need someone to support in this race. So I'll support Charlotte. Yeah. And that was it. That and was. it was born. Yeah. Captain underperformance. Yeah. Not, entirely, <laughs> not entirely his fault, we'll say that. No, but, um, we you love know, him, but... Could be doing better. Yeah, just a wee bit. And how did you end up with your favourite driver? Well, mine is Mr. Carlos Sainz. I, well, when I was getting into F1... Um, I was I was watching it with my flatmates and I knew nothing about the sport. All I could see were the names and the numbers on the side of the screen. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know that that was what position they were in. And I seen the number 55 and that is my favourite number. Always has been. It's been my lucky number. So I was like, oh, well, there's my guy. And that got me on the Carlos train. And then he took his helmet off and <laughs> I was definitely invested by that point. But I, I love the guy. You know what? He's doing okay. I think the team are holding him back. Mr. Consistent. He is. He's consistent. And you know what? That's all I can ask for. At least he's not on the side of the road somewhere. So, Charlie. Yeah, I know. Awkward. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> well, we're halfway through the season. We well, are. Yeah, basically halfway. Which is crazy. It has actually gone really quickly. Oh my god, so fast. I can't believe I it. I know. I knew you would get into this though. I was counting how many races are left and I'm like, oh no. No, because no, because you'll not feel any heartbreak like when the season ends. Like you will be depressed because what do you do for I'm months? Not, like winter's already depressing. I don't want to be more yeah, depressed. Yeah, no, and then there's not even a race. Like are you buying? Yeah. Great. I know. You're in for a real treat. So what are your race highlights? From the season, or just season highlights oh. in general. Well, do you know, I think that my season highlight so far is Lando's P2. Yeah. I got emotional, I cried. If you're on Calf's TikTok yeah, already, we you'll both have, cried. Yeah, you'll have seen the breakdown that we had from that one. But I just, I, he's, you know, he's been trying so hard. They really tanked him with the car at the start of the yep, year. the tractor. Yes, and he put in an absolutely mighty job there. He was even leading on Max for a bit. That so was so exciting. That was really... We were literally screaming on Despite the edge of the sofa. knowing that Max was going to overtake him fairly quickly, yeah, I mean, it was still exciting. And he led for a couple laps, though, no? Yeah. Yeah, so like... I think it was like, I want to say five laps. Yeah, half five laps more than anybody else at the moment so and we Oscar as well oh my god I'm happy for him too I was hating on him yeah. at the start of the year because I am a big Danny Rick fan and that all went down in a very nasty way so you blamed Oscar no, well yeah yeah actually I won't even try to defend <laughs> it I said I, I in part blamed Oscar so I have beef with Oscar because we do our F1 fantasy team yes. for the races yes, and I put him 
because of all the hype about him. He's a very good driver. Yeah. I put him in my dream team. Did he DNF in the first race? Yes, Literally, he did. He was terrible. Did he jeopardise my dream team? Yes. He's so right. he was immediately removed out of it. Yeah, and I, same. You know, <laughs> held on to the beef for a long time. Yeah. And the last few races, I've warmed up to him again. Yeah, he has. He's been putting in a really good job. He's definitely the best of the rookies, I think. He's a lovely wee guy. Well, right. It isn't hard to be the best of the rookies at the moment. Um, no, it's really not. But I mean, I suppose he's in the best car out of all the rookies, right? You know, we're uh, one rookie down already, so. Oh, R.I.P. Nick. Yeah. I do actually feel terrible about how that whole thing went down. I do. As much as, like, everyone's excited for Dan to be back, and I am as well. I'm buzzing. It was completely, like, brushed aside, you know, the no, impact literally. on Nick. Because he didn't really get a chance. No, he didn't. The car is not even great, so no. it's not his fault, really. It's really not. But he didn't get a chance to warm to the car. And the thing is that he he was put into the most brutal and the most cutthroat of all of the teams because it's a Red Bull family car. Like, it's... Yeah. He's in the most cutthroat of teams because Helmut Marco doesn't. And he wasn't even given. So they said that he had, I think, four more races that he knew um, to prove that he could do yeah. better. I can't remember which four races it was, but he'd had two, I think. I might be wrong. Uh, yeah, I think he had. And they went, no. I know, they just swapped him. Well, it was because Danny's lap times at Silverstone when he was doing the test. And then the yeah. sim as well were apparently really impressive. Yeah. So it's not surprising, but it is sad. It is really sad and like it was his dream, you know, like there's only twenty people that get to do this like incredible sport at one yeah. time. Like it's a such an exclusive environment. And I'd like to say maybe we'd see him back on the grid, but obviously he is a little bit older than other drivers. Yeah. There's a lot of talent. A lot of fresh talent coming up. Um I don't see where he'd fit in at this current stage. But maybe in like ten years. Or even as like oh ten years. Well Fernando's still on the grid. So. Probably, yeah. I don't know. Maybe as like a reserve. I could see him as a reserve, but I'm not sure that I could see him back in the grid, which is really sad, actually. He did have his little little lunch with Toto. That's so true. So, yes. who knows? Daddy it's... of the disgrace is Toto Wolf. Oh, we love him. I do. He picks up the... The scraps. No, don't call Mick Schumacher scraps. <laughs> I will die on this cross. No, I do love He was it. done so dirty. Yeah. I can't. Me and Gunther Steiner are falling out big time this year. Yeah. Not back I, I kind of love him, though. No! <laughs> yeah, what were your other season highlights other than Lando or just Silverstone in general? Um, I do feel bad. Um, I mean, Lewis might have overtaken Oscar anyway. Yeah. But I do feel, obviously, it's racing and, you know, safety yeah. cars and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, I may, I would like to imagine the safety car didn't happen and Oscar maybe a bit more of a chance at yeah. P3. It does feel like he was cheated a little bit. I do think it was really funny after the race. Um, George did his post-race interview, and I can't remember the exact phrase he said, but he said something along the lines of, Oscar was... The driver deserving of P three, yeah, completely dissing Lewis, right? His own just teammate, <laughs> so funny, very savage, right? Honest. I mean, Charlotte Claire's double podium. That has double to be pole. Up there. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, in Baku. Yeah, that was really exciting. It was because Charlotte had not been doing his best. No, neither had Ferrari in general. So this was an exciting time. So for us. even though you know nothing too exciting came out of it, in no. The end, but the feeling of like that double pull, I remember being so like oh, I felt alive. Yeah. So exciting. And then you know like the joy of it, and the thing is like last year when Ferrari were like performing because they were really good last year. Obviously you hadn't like gotten into it yet, but mm-hmm. like they were really good, and we had such high hopes. See at the start of the season, I don't think I'll ever feel like that again. 
like really at the start of the season I was like oh my god this is it like he's getting his world championship like, yeah this is this is it for him like Ferrari are finally coming back and then it hit a couple races in and they were in fact not coming back <laughs> and for that reason I'm glad I didn't start watching it last year because living in yeah. halls and your French reviewing <clears throat> is hard enough without for sure. that added layer of depression um, yeah for sure but I will say last year, Carlos's first win. Yeah. I watched that in a Spanish pub in the middle of a town that's like in the desert somewhere. And I was screaming. I cried. I've never been so proud of that guy. It's so funny because even though I've said I've watched that race, yeah. um, I've obviously seen the clips of it. Mm-hmm. And every time I see the clips, I just cry. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's so emotional. But even like Sergio, like when he got his first win, I cried. Last year I did, I cried. I was so emotional because, like, they work so hard. Like, their whole lives are set up for that moment. I think this year, if anyone wins other than Max, I will just cry. Oh, I think so. Sheer relief. Yeah, literally. I know Max is... I don't know what he's on this year. I think it's a shame that the only way at this current point that someone else could win other than a Red Bull is if both Red Bulls... DNF. I know. Or Checo has another shocking qualifying. But I, like, I'm just not convinced that Checo's having these shocking qualifiers on his own. Because he makes his way fully up the grid and he's, like, on the podium by the end of the race. Or he's, like, one away. Do you know what I mean? Maybe he just genuinely does struggle in qualifying for some reason. I don't, but he hasn't, though. Like, in the past, he hasn't. I'm just so convinced. There's definitely a lot of conspiracy theories. Oh, for sure. Floating about. For sure. But yeah, I'd li- I'd like to think that everything is honest and everything's like. But it's not. This there's is, no this dirty is the, work. This is the sport of the rich man. There yeah. is no. There is no honesty here. But I don't know. But I think now, well, at Silverstone, the McLaren Lando is only a second behind Max at the end. Yeah, like a second, second so and a half. Compared to the gaps of like thirty seconds we've been seeing, which was literally insane. Um, this is a bit of hope now, maybe that. I am very hopeful. Someone, I think it's probably. A bit late for someone to challenge Max for a world driver well, championship. I seen a, a stat yesterday that said that even if he finished P2 in every race for the rest of the season, he'd still win it. So yeah, he'd have to suddenly start tanking. Yeah, completely. like he'd have to DNF like every second race for him to not. Um, so I don't think that's happening. Yeah. But it would be nice to see someone else at least getting in some wins. Because even seeing Checo win was still refreshing enough. Oh, also DNF is did not finish. Um, just for anybody who's not yeah. an F1 oh God, we didn't think watcher right now. No, because we're so into it. We, we, we haven't, but I think that's the only terminology we've used, right, so far? Yeah, maybe we'll put out a guide for our... Oh, yeah, we could do that on TikTok. F1 newbies yeah. of the things you might say, because I'm still yeah. learning a lot of it. Yeah, you are. I make yeah. flashcards. I'm Ooh. really trying my best. I'm making flashcards on engineering as well. Oh, my God, stop. You know. Ooh, working hard. <laughs> it's the so I've got for those who don't know I've got autism, and I really like F one special interest. Yes. And when I get special interest, I need to know everything about it. That's so valid though. It's and with F one, there are so many things to oh, consume. Oh yeah. So I have got can I, I cannot sit and study for anything. So when it comes to F one, leave me in a room with a textbook, and I will fucking learn everything. Right. Anything and everything. Yeah. So I'm going to be an expert in like aerodynamics soon. Please. Because then we can build a car and we can be the 21st driver. Considering I had to employ help to put these microphones on, <laughs> um, I don't imagine we will be building a car no, anytime we might soon. Be, we might be a few years off that. We'll get there. 
Yeah. And we'll we, that's our retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah, we can just do that once we've retired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll run through a bit of what happened at Silverstone. Right? Yeah. Landall, obviously. Yeah, the highlight of yeah. the season. The highlight of my season. Landall being on the podium. He put in a mighty drive. And so did Lewis, actually. Yeah. Um, you know, because Shakira was there watching him. Obviously. Although I think they might be over now already. Oh my so. god, heartbreaking the paddock, guys. But for those two races that she was there, Lewis did really well. There was three races she oh, was there. Oh, I missed one completely um, then. She was Spain? Yeah. Silverstone? Miami. Oh, yeah. I don't. Did he do well in Miami? I don't, don't think, think so. he did, no. Maybe that was It was too fresh. Uh, yeah, it was too fresh. So he's either going to tank again now, or break up villain arc. Oh, yeah. Villanera Lewis. Yeah, That's he's gonna fly to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's still being outperformed by George. So, unfortunately, one point to Grussell. Yeah, I hate him. <laughs> oh, I love. I've got like a weird love hate for Grussell. We'll probably end up talking about this a lot throughout the podcast. Oh, for sure, because I just do not agree whatsoever. I just think he's quite a funny little human being. Um, he to like to me, he's like an aliens come down to earth. And is really trying to pretend to be human. Yeah, it's taking the life form of that kid from Lazy Town. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. That was the first thing I said when I saw George Russell as he looked like that really mean kid from yeah. Lazy Town. Yeah. And then not long that's... after that, he was seen on a golf cart in an all yellow <laughs> outfit. And I'm praying I can find the picture of this and oh do a side god. by side. Because this is the funniest thing. He was dressed exactly like that kid. I Surely he was hamming it up. Like, surely he'd seen that. Yeah. Either that or the alien was really taking it too far. Or he's got a stylist that's just taking the pace. Oh my god, really bad. But why Why have they all gone rogue at the moment style-wise? Like Pierre at Wimbledon. He looked like he was about to sail the Titanic. <laughs> like he looked like a ship captain. What do we think about the gap closing with Max? Though? Do we think this is a consistent thing? Well, Max seems to be... When we both <clears throat> noted this when we watched Silverstone together. Yep. Max has been making a good few mistakes now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just gotten a bit comfortable, or I think on the flip side of coming up, he's just getting bored. I think a bit of both. There's like three different races now, as track limits. Yeah. He's been warned about track oh limits. Oh my god, really bad track limits. Silverstone had his bump in the pit lane. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so embarrassing. That was embarrassing. I remember watching that going, no way, he just damaged <laughs> a front wing in the pit lane. Right. Like he's just doing sort of silly things. Really now. silly. And then. Obviously, he was winning yeah. by 24 seconds in, oh my God, was this Austria? Yeah. And he boxed. Oh, yeah, just to get the fastest lap. Yeah, which is, like, fair enough. You're 24 seconds yeah. ahead, and, like, it must be so boring for him really being boring. at the front and staying at the front. Yeah. Yeah. Because even after Silverstone, that's so, what he was saying. It was interesting to, like, actually battle with people. And it worked out for him that time. But imagine it hadn't worked out for him. Yeah. And I think we're now going to start to see maybe more of these mistakes as he gets bored. I think so. But then if, say, McLaren now are challenging him and are really closing that gap, maybe the mistakes will become less because yeah, he's now... Yeah, because he'll have to be boosting up a bit. And that's with his wee mate Lando as well. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I think maybe he he should just let him pass. Yeah, you know, because bored. It doesn't make much pals. difference for you, Max. No, know? like, he's already won in the championship. Yeah. Like, in my mind, I've written him off. So, like, the race, it's no longer, like, Max first. Like, Silverstone, it was actually landing no, one yeah. race. Like, I just one. bump it down. Yeah, I saw TikTok where someone put a post-it note over Max at the top. Yeah. And was like, this is actually what the results are. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, that's how I do it now. But I'm looking forward to this next race to see if McLaren are up there again. Me too. I want to know if it's consistent or if it was just like a mega... Yeah, if it was that track or... Yeah. But I am hoping that the gap... Because, like, the racing... Not that the racing's ever boring in the rest of the grid. Mm. But when P1 is, you know, every time you look at a lap, he's... Like two seconds further ahead and more and more and then yeah. halfway through the race he's 20 seconds ahead yeah. of everyone it's insane you're like oh but like it's not even like halfway through the race it's like two laps and he's like 40 seconds ahead like I don't know if he's just fucking boosting it round and like... it must be awful if you are a Max fan because they don't show him on the TV he's no, gone I know he's nowhere near well there's nothing to show anymore no. <laughs> like he just is just doing the lap probably no he could be like I don't know playing Candy Crush on his phone yeah, while he's for driving sure. I think he could he could be driving backwards and we wouldn't know. <laughs> well, he watches the TVs that are around the track. True. Oh my God, so this Fernando. Yeah, that's so cute. Tell Lance he's doing such a good job. Oh, Lord. Oh. <laughs> he's such a reformed guy now, though. You never met him in his, like, angry time. Jo, that is a season highlight for me, is the Fernando-Lance uh, relationship. I think so. It's really They're cute. They're very sweet. Him sniffing that plant in the back of the interview. It wasn't just one. No, it was different ones. <laughs> Funny. about it too later on he did yeah because he, he just got wasted yeah he was like i was just waiting for my interview I was bored yeah just just gonna sniff a leaf he's so funny <laughs> he's so funny he's like the most random guy i hope he never retires i want him to drive at 70 oh my god please he needs to retire though no he does he needs to retire <laughs> well at the start of the season he was looking like one of the only ones that was going to be challenging red bull now yeah that's true actually now he's not having a good moment either. i know bless him good but like he is old. It's for like, for an F one driver, he is old. But there are only three years between him and Lewis. But Lewis is old too. Yeah, He's Lewis is thirty eight. Yeah, Fernando's forty one, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. Is he get off my mom? Oh, he's like, oh, I can't say old my mom and she'll kill me. <laughs> uh, he is um. In my mum's dating pool. I might have to cut this out because my mum might phone me up and go crazy <laughs> life sentence. But not in my mum's age range. That sounds awful. That is it. Sorry, mum. No. No. <laughs> Sorry, Lynn. Hi guys, it's Catherine here. Really hoping you can't hear the builders outside. I'm actually sat in my cupboard right now recording this. This was part one of episode one of our brand new podcast. Part two is also out right now. In part two, we talk about silly season the rumours and our predictions. So yeah, thank you for listening and yeah, go check out part two.